Hello, and welcome to A Wee Bit Rizzy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Candace. And I'm Len. And we are just two crazy cousins. With odd coping skills. And we sometimes talk about inappropriate things. Well, we kind of mostly talk about inappropriate things. Yeah, so it might get a little bit, a wee bit spicy here. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to our second episode of A Wee Bit Resi Podcast with Lena Candice. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for coming back, uh, first of all. Um, we're going to do this new thing. We're yeah. going gonna to try something new. We're going to, for every episode of A Wee Bit Resi Podcast, we're going to open with a what's up cuz um, question yeah. uh, to one another. Just going to like, you know, warm things up uh, a little bit and then you continue to get to learn <laughs> a little bit more about us. Yeah, maybe hear some crazy stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, Candice, what's up, Hez? What's our What's our question of the day? Yeah. Um. Do you remember a time when a cousin flirted with you? Oh my God. Do I remember? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when it started becoming a thing. What but, a thing? Well, yeah, because it doesn't happen just like once. First of all, I come from a very large family. Yeah. Right? And in our culture and in our community, there's obviously like lots of traveling that happens in the summertime and throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you're a teenager and you start getting into like the dating scene, (laughs) you have to check in all the time with your family and your relatives when you're into somebody or meeting somebody, you have to ask the question, are we related? (laughs) So I remember, but I'm shy and an introvert and didn't really talk to anybody or travel very much. I stayed in my own bubble until I was about maybe 16 when I first started traveling. Yeah. And that's when I started to remember it happening. And so, and it happens because there are sometimes people whose cousin you don't know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That I remember, um, Oh, this one's really weird. So, uh, we have family connected to up in Mount Curry. Um, but then we also have family like somewhere down in Washington. So this cousin, it was her 50th birthday party, I think. And I was in my early teens. So her son was hitting on me mm-hmm. at this birthday party for his mom's 50th or something. Oh my God. It was really weird. So he was like a complete stranger to me. I'd never met him. Yeah. And how old um, are you? 36. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think he was like maybe 19 or 20. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it's like, I know we don't know each other. Yeah. We hadn't met before, mm-hmm. but you're still a cousin. So no way. Yeah. No, no way. No. no. Okay. Go down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that brings us to our, our topic of today's episode. Today's episode is growing up on the res. Yeah. Which is a huge topic. And I have so many things that, that kind of come to my mind. Me too. But um, I don't know. How do we want to talk about this one? Like, um, um, Well, I don't know. Like, do you want to share like what it was like for you growing up first? And then I will. And then sure. talk about pros and cons. That's kind of what yeah. comes to my mind. Is like Absolutely. there were some good things. And then there's some like, mm, yeah. I really wish that wasn't a thing. Yeah, growing exactly. Growing up in the rest. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we could start with maybe just a touch of controversy was my mom was kicked off the reserve when she Mm. married my dad. So, like I mentioned in our uh, first episode, uh, my dad is British. Um, I mean, he was Canadian at the time when they started dating, Um, but he moved here, and so he was an immigrant, and because he wasn't native, they kicked him 
kick them, kick them both off the reserve. Yeah. I don't think that's uncommon either for a lot of reserves. I don't think it is. Oh. I think it's a lot of people, well, you know, right? Like, think that this, this happens where mm-hmm. you, people can be ostracized from their community for yeah. being different, right? Yeah. It's like marginalization on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just the irony that other of her siblings had married white people and still lived on the reserve or yeah. weren't kicked off when they got okay. married. Okay. Um, yeah, so... So were you born on the res? I wasn't. Okay. Um, when did you go back? So they got married in, like, this, I think, 76. Okay. Um, so that's when they would have gotten kicked off. Hmm. Um, and then... Oh, maybe not 76. I don't know. Anyways, in the 70s. <laughs> and uh, I was just turning five when we moved back. Hmm. So that was in 91? Yes. Summer of 91. Yeah. yeah. So do yeah. you remember being like living off the reserve? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything before yeah. five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I still remember the house that I, I guess I wasn't brought home to. Um, I think I lived there for from the age of one to like three. So were you still close to the res? No, it was in Brooksville. So oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah. the house is still there. I drove um, by it a couple months ago, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember that house and I remember, um, getting my ears pierced Mm. in the mall and Mm. then, um, having my ears cleaned, um, in the house that we weren't, that's not on the res. And then my parents did this crazy thing where they actually bought a house in Surrey, um, and moved it to the reserve. So they built the first floor of their house and then they took the top half of this house that they bought in Surrey mm-hmm. and actually drove it through Surrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now one house on the reserve. So yeah. the first floor is younger than the top floor because mm-hmm. they're two different houses. Yeah. Um, so I remember having my fifth birthday in that house mm-hmm. uh, on the reserve. Because I remember um, we hadn't had the carpet put in yet mm-hmm. and I was wearing stockings and I got like... A snag in my stockings. Yeah. Um, From like the open wood on the floor. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the plywood. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember who was there. Probably a few cousins that yeah. are like similar to my age. Um, probably people from my preschool. Mm-hmm. But that's like my first memory. Living on the reserve in that house was my birthday. Mm. Turning five. Mm. Um, so what was it like coming back? Like, was it a hard process or was it like... I think I was excited. Yeah. Um, because you obviously stayed in connection with family and cousins. Yeah. While yeah. you were living. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, I can't remember um, an early formative time where we didn't have, uh, like, big Christmas dinners and stuff. Mm. Um, especially with my mom's family. Because mm. uh, she's the youngest of 15 kids, so... Mm. There was lots of aunts and uncles, yeah. lots of cousins. Um, so that was usually at her oldest sister's house. Mm. Um, and then Easter egg hunts on the reserve and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely have memories of visiting the reserve and then formative memories after I was five. And mm. I, I think that was also a core time for me to, to build those memories of the reserve. Yeah. Because I was old enough to just go out the door and go and play with cousins. Yes. Which I I did I do feel like I had a very great childhood in mm-hmm. the fact that it was safe. Mm-hmm. Um if anyone was coming down, we knew who it was mm-hmm. and if we didn't, there was, you know, 
everyone's looking out the window <laughs> and watching and they know your license plate number and they're already calling someone else down the road to yeah. say, hey, what's this car about? Yeah. Um, it's like a natural block watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely felt very safe and free to, to play and not have a lot of that stranger danger stuff. Yes, that super as, secure. Yeah, 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 especially in the early 90s, you know, that was a huge deal. Like people were oh more gosh, and more yes. starting to kidnap children, right? Yeah. So that was a huge the block watch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have to worry about that. Mm. And... The, yeah, childhood was great. I really loved it. The view was fantastic, too. No doubt. Yeah. Growing up by the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And just in that little part of isolation, too, because you're yeah. not so far away from the city, but at least you're not in the city. Exactly, yeah. And that's like the magical zone for a kid. I think I mean, so. growing up in the city, I can imagine it would suck for a kid. Oh, I wouldn't know because that's not my living yeah. experience, but yeah. like, I can only imagine it would because they won't have the go out and play, de- you know, Exactly. Away from the house, like yeah. doors down the house, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did that change for you though when like, you know, like good as a childhood, but you know, everything changes when you become a teenager, right? Absolutely. Like you look yeah. for different things compared oh, to your yeah. childhood. What yeah. was it like growing up on the rest as a teen? I think, uh, well, teens suck for most people. Um, I had a lot of like my own issues with, um, like traumas and stuff, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in future episodes. Later episodes, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the the hormones and changes within my cousins and like we didn't really interact similarly anymore. Mm. Um and kind of a lot of like judgments, cliquey stuff, typical teenager things, but kind of a little bit more sharp because it it's your family, mm. you know. And um for me not having a sister uh, mm. A lot of um, my female cousins, I know we all had like little nitpicky, judgmenty, side remark things that we would say um, growing up. But yeah, it's just that little, little bit worse because it's family. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. someone that is, you know, traditionally a sibling to you. Yes. Irregardless if they're a cousin. Yeah. You're in that, that same generation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, things got rough. Mm. In, in teenagehood and then I didn't leave the reserve and think until I was 25 or 26 mm. Mm. and I as I'm realizing now okay that makes sense because I'm, I'm a real homebody mm-hmm. I like staying at home mm-hmm. um I don't like being in a city or like yeah. where I had no idea buses actually make a noise like a beeping noise when they, <laughs> I guess they lower the bus know, at bus like, stop. I know yeah. you didn't make the sound, but I'm like, I can hear the sound in my exactly. head. Like when they stop, it's like the hot hydraulics or whatever go. And then, Not just that, but they do actually make a beeping noise as they're oh. lowering. Well, I did I not know. know that until yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, res kids. Yeah. Yeah. So living off the reserve, uh, not only outside of the city I grew up in, I felt very disconnected Mm, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until we moved back, not onto the reserve, but uh, close to this, to, or in the city that I grew up in, um, that I felt like complete and whole again. Mm. So having those formative years on the reserve, um, my body just energetically knows what it's like to be physically away from it than on my traditional territory. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I really appreciate the, the childhood that I had. Mm-hmm. 
um, and how safe it was in terms of like the whole stranger danger stuff. Yes. Of course, there was other things that happened, but yes, yeah, yeah. That and is then, why I feel so much like we are we have so much in common. <laughs> yes. Like the it's ridiculous how yeah. symmetrical our our lives are, yeah. and that we've only gotten closer in, in the later in later years. Yeah, in our thirties. In our thirties, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, because I feel the very much the same, like everything from, yeah. well, I was born on, on the res mm-hmm. um, and spent my entire childhood on the res. And I actually thought I would never leave the res. I yeah, never thought I, I would leave the res. I thought the same thing too, yeah. Um, even into my adult years, I was like, nope, I was born here. I'm going to build a house here, have my family here. And I was really shocked when I left. Um, but for me, I felt that same, like what you were saying, is like that same, that sense of security. Yeah. But I also, I love it because... It's not just a sense of security, it's a sense of community. Yeah. It's a sense of, there's lots of eyes on you, there's lots of caregivers, lots mm-hmm. of, it's super protected. And my res was on a little tiny island. Yeah. So it felt, it's super cut off, right? It's yeah. super cut off and uh, everybody knows everybody. Every time there's a stranger on the island, you know exactly yeah, what exactly. it is. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, summertime at dusk and things like that. You totally. Know, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I love the sense of security in it. I love the sense of, um, growing up with lots of siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, I have biologically two younger brothers, but ultimately I grew up in it, like, with 15 brothers and sisters. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but with the benefit of not having to sleep under one roof. So I exactly. appreciated that. So they you would can all go fight the... and then go to your own house. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I really much feel like it would, as my childhood, I can't imagine growing up anywhere else in any other place especially when you look at today's culture and how isolated families are nuclear families are yeah and they have to schedule play dates and everything right and And you don't know your neighbors oh my god that was the biggest thing for me when i moved off the reserve yeah i moved into the city into the suburbs and i would wave at my neighbors and they would look to the ground and walk into the house really quickly and i felt terrible yeah I yeah. was like, did I do something? I'm like, is it because I'm right. native, right? I'm like, what is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm not, I look like I'm not from around here. But that yeah. was the biggest shock to me. Right. And then going to bed in a house where you don't know anybody on your block. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what's going on around you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that anybody can peel up at any hour of the night exactly. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. who are you going to call? Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> the authorities, obviously. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess for me, like when I became a teenager, it wasn't cool anymore because, right. well, I think for me, it wasn't the fact of just growing up with res, it was the fact of growing up rural and remote exactly. on an island. Yeah. It's like, well, your and, parents and are knowing, so reluctant to drive you to the movies. Exactly. Or to, like, yeah. You know, and knowing that fun stuff is technically not far away, Yeah, but there's a theory involved. <laughs> totally. And there was no bus that I could no. walk to if I exactly. wanted to take the bus either. Yeah. And so. if you're going to run away from your house, the, the deckhand's just going to call your parents. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that was the worst. It was like having your own personal security. Right. Or what do you call that? And like the front desk? In the concierge. In the concierge. Yeah. Right? That's our, or the valet. That, that's our ferry people, like right? Because yeah. you have to ferry to get onto the island. So they were like the, the valet or the concierge. Yeah. And everybody talks and knows everybody and gossips oh, about everybody yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and even with your reserve, like part of it is regular tech. You can buy a property yes. beside it. So yeah. you're not just yeah. family stuck to this reserve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, totally. you're interacting with 
kind of some eccentric people that yeah. choose to live on an island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Yeah, right? eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> and so, because like the island that we live on was not just all res- reserve lands. Um, our reserve had a very small, maybe 20% of that island. Mm-hmm. And the others are agriculture. So it's like growing up yeah. in farmlands. Yeah. With cows yeah. and goats and horses and, and those kinds of things, which was also really cool growing up as a kid because we right. would bike around the entire island, go... Um, pet horses and feed horses yeah. and one of the families that we got to know would birth sheep every year oh. and every fall she would invite us to go and baby or bottle feed the sheep oh my the baby gosh. sheep it was like the coolest coolest experience um and of course we would just like go on day-long adventures on this little island that became yeah. it's 10 kilometers all the way around the island and so right. it just became our little playground mm-hmm. not a little playground it's a gigantic playground mm-hmm. of like farmlands and forest yeah. lands and the, our biggest thing was like, do not go to the river because we were Same. beaten. Like, yes. And yeah. there was beatings that happened yeah, <laughs> on exactly. the rest in our families, yeah. right? Uh, and I get it because it was like for safety and yeah. in our community, we've lost so many people to Yeah, the that river, was going to be a so, question. Yeah. Do you know like specific aunts, uncles, cousins that have fallen in? Yes. Yeah. So, well, so not really, but I just know what a fear it is in, in our community, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in our nation, it's such a huge thing where... I think older generations, many older generations have. Yeah. Um, I have my mom's friend who was non-Indigenous who actually lived from one of the farmer mm. farmer families, um, lost their lives going fishing with oh, one of our, our right. relatives. And it was in the middle of the summer yeah. and she has this really yeah. traumatic story that when I, she told me, oh, I like gosh. burst out crying because I was like, oh. I didn't even know this person, but the way she told it, like they were all teenagers, right? And it was yeah. one of her peers and friends. Right. Um, we do have another relative who not in this local part of the, the river, but more upriver and mm-hmm. like towards Hell's Gate right. area where yeah, the yeah. rapids are, who lost their life and that was very sad and tragic. Um, but yeah, it's it's I think in in much older generations they have lots of memories of like where people just yeah you know, it was exactly. the thing where people would lose yeah. their life yeah I, and I think that's where, um, kind of our our families skip a generation yeah in a sense because my mom is the youngest of the fifteen. Um, so a lot of those old stories from, you know, forties, fifties, even thirties are still firsthand stories. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, that happened to an older sibling. I know it happened to one for sure. Older sibling of hers, um, that he fell into the river, Mm. uh, and maybe another cousin of some, um, at some point, I just can't remember exactly that story, but you know, thinking about how safe it was in one hand and how dangerous it was mm, on the other hand. Because mm-hmm. I, I do still have a good fear of, of the river and yeah. um, know the power that it holds mm-hmm. and the damage it can do to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a scary place. Yeah. Um, which I guess is, of course, <laughs> why the reserves were made where they are. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's, that's the beauty and the strength. And that's the next thing I want to ask is like mm. the pros and cons of, of, I would say, not just growing up on the rest, but just being on a reserve. Because mm-hmm. there are pros and cons. I, I, I definitely yeah, see that absolutely. today. And the older I get, the more I start to see that. I guess it's probably for me, it's actually the longer I stay off the reserve, the more I start to see pros and cons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I think that's one of the benefits and the beautiful things about being in a community is it's we're old. Like when you're yeah. there and your family's yeah. been there for centuries, yeah. we know the land. 
we know the water, we know our territory, and we know the power. And when we know the river has power, we give it so much respect, right? Exactly. I find that to be so beautiful. Yeah. Like, um, because there is, there's a healthy fear in our whole community. Absolutely, yeah. I think it gets lost on some families who don't Mm -hmm. have the teachings, maybe. And it's to no fault of their own. Of course. They grew up without that cultural knowledge. But um, I have also heard of, growing up, I remember hearing a lot about, um, like, close calls. Where yeah. people almost, like, yeah. have an aunt who almost drowned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the river. Because, you know, when the logs um, kind of create this, like, it's like this pool of still water. And then yes. the driftwood piles up and it looks like it's dry land. But it's actually yeah. just driftwood that's dried up yeah. in the still part of the water. And yeah. so, as a toddler, she stepped into it thinking oh, it was gosh. dry land and went through. And yeah. was there for a while until somebody found her pulled her up. Until this day, she does not swim. My aunt. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't blame her. No I doubt, because that's trauma, her. right? Like, that's, yeah. that's such trauma. So, exactly. But, but I also love that about the community. It's like, we all have eyes on the river, and mm-hmm. somebody's kids, get out of there, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, aunties and uncles yelling, screaming at you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get home. Or I'm telling get, your mom. Yeah, or you <laughs> get too close to the bank. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have more of a beach? Because we had a sharp bank. Uh, we have more of a beach. Yeah. So, and when we were, I guess we were preteens, that made for a whole other playground as kids. Because we knew it was, you know, when you're pushing yeah. the boundaries, right? Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you're no longer afraid of spanking. Mm-hmm. So you push the bounds a little bit and it's mm-hmm. like, screw it. We're going to, we're going to play down on the beach. Yeah. Right. right? And then yeah. every now and then we would get caught and we'd all be reamed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was a big beach and in certain parts of the air, it's just a big, long beach. Yeah. Which yeah. people travel very far to go to, like, all these yeah, right? beaches and everything. And we're like, it's right there. Yeah. Why can't we play on it? Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys, like, skimboard, too? No. Um, every now and then, maybe. Um, no. But for the most part, no. Yeah. It was Especially just a total no-go. Yeah. 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 It was a total no-go. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think? What, what We think about the pros and cons. What comes to mind for you? Um, definitely that childhood part. Uh, in terms of like physical safety from others. Yes. Um, and just the sense of community for kids because that's hard to come Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we had a sense of community probably until um, maybe around 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of started to drift apart and like incidents happened and, and things that were really divisive and um, which unfortunately doesn't include me. Um, in a situation that happened with me and it was to do with sexual abuse and there was like this huge division in our family around that time um so up until that point yeah I I would absolutely relive my childhood over again there Mm -hmm. um but now that I'm away and back on my traditional territory because living away from my city wasn't good I I can absolutely see you know, the pros being it's a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual environment and relationship between members of my family, and in fact, probably every single person in my family, which extends to, to you guys too on, mm-hmm. on the other reserves, mm-hmm. um, of this uh, heaviness and negativity and um, just no positive outlook into mm. life or anything else. Mm. Um, and and I, that was a big struggle uh, for my dad living on the reserve. Yeah. Knowing that... Um, it's, it's like putting on wet 
heavy clothes Mm -hmm. intentionally every single day. And then when they get dry, you put on more wet and dirty and heavy clothes, um, which is you basically you're saying, I want to stay miserable. I want to keep this um, blanket of supposed security. Mm. Um, but really, it's full of dirt and darkness and negativity and um, something that... I know, uh, especially looking back now, of how much that is the intergenerational trauma mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. for for my family of my grandparents being in residential school, and then you know the siblings in how many of them there are. Um, they they do cover quite a few different decades, mm-hmm. so the older siblings know nothing about the younger siblings mm-hmm. in terms of being related to them. Um, and like we, you would grow up with a similar closer to age. They don't have that. Mm. Um, so this divide is, is kind of always there between the older and younger siblings. And then that bled down to us, Mm. um, and not being able to figure out why they're feeling this way, but it is the intergenerational trauma from residential schools. Um, now that I'm away from it, I'm less frustrated by those um, tendencies that my relatives have mm-hmm. to, to carry the negativity or to treat people negatively, um, which of course manifests in quite a few different ways. But mm-hmm. um, now that I'm away, I can understand why they're like that. I don't have quite as much of a, a grudge about it, but it still bothers me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, It bothers me now that I'm learning more about boundary setting Mm. because now I'm away from the reserve. I don't have to interact with those people the way I used to Mm -hmm. uh, because that wasn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And I've cut relationships off um, from family members because it wasn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, they're family, but ultimately you can choose who your family is and those are people that love you unconditionally support you in every sense of the way and that's what i found now that i'm off the reserve mm-hmm. um i i know who my true chosen family is and mm. i know who are relatives mm-hmm. which oh wow is that's very powerful yeah i had an aha moment yeah. right like there's family but then there are relatives exactly and they're two different things yeah that was, I'm going to, that's a game changer <laughs> That's going me, on a right? shirt. <laughs> that's going on a shirt. But because I think that, you know, all of us as, as not just whether you grew up in the res or not, mm-hmm. we all struggle with just how big our families are. And we're all, as Indigenous yeah. people, we are all impacted by intergenerational trauma. Yeah. And very, yeah. you know, modern trauma is today too. Yeah. Um, so it just, it, it has this, and because we, of course we belong to very large families, it creates right. such interesting sometimes turbulent, sometimes violent family dynamics. Yeah. But we don't yeah. get to choose our family. Yeah. But in this sense, we mm-hmm. do get to choose our family. Exactly. It's our relatives we don't get to choose. Yeah. That's so liberating. Yeah. Right? I love that. That's a takeaway <laughs> for me. Oh my God. And you are a chosen relative. So, yeah. you know, there's there's that level of it too. Yeah. yeah. Where you can get to the point where, oh, I don't have to talk to that person just yeah. because they're... 
Yeah. A, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I can choose what is a healthy relationship for me. Yeah. And if it's something that you've proven that I don't see as healthy and mm-hmm. that affects my life, then yeah. I can't have it. I yeah. Can't, it just can't. Yeah. Um, I have too many other traumas to work on. Yeah. To to let you continue bringing this energy into my life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the future for whether you grow up on the reserve or not is just this this boundary setting, right? Yeah. And I don't take yeah. it for granted that we all know how to yeah. create boundaries, right? Yes. Because there's such dominant narratives or such dominant values in the community. It's like, yeah. well, it's family. You have to. And yeah. it's like, no, yeah. you don't. You yeah. don't have to, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's and part of... And it's healthy to create boundaries. Exactly. It's healthy to not have somebody in your life who is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean you have to hurt the person or treat no. them badly or think you're better than the person, but it's yeah. healthy for you to create proximity and distance. Yeah. Exactly. And saying, um, but it's family today in, in 2023 versus saying, but it's family um, 500 years ago, totally different. Oh, exactly. Because our family dynamic today is nothing at all of mm-hmm. what it used to be. Exactly. Traditionally, yeah. right? Yeah. So we can't relate to our family members in the same way as our ancestors. No. Um, there's just no way that we can figure out how to get that. No. Here and, today. and nor can we do it because everybody has to be on their own healing journey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it would be so easy if we would just conform everybody. Here's the brochure. Here's your brochure. <laughs> this is what you have to do. Yeah. And then we wave our magic wand and our entire, yeah. all of our relatives will be A-OK. Right? right? Scan this QR Mental code. Health, yeah. yeah. Substance, all, all of it. Right? Yeah. But that's, that's assimilation in itself and conformity. Right. Exactly. right? So, but you, we just have to give time and respect and latitude for all of our relatives who are on yeah. their own healing journey. That's the yeah. most fascinating part about living on reserve exactly. and reserve life is just yeah. the dynamics of relationship yeah because you're not in <laughs> this is something that's like um this is like for me this is like a, both a pro and a con is like when you're living on your own it can be isolating i find yeah. that i find yeah. off reserve life to be super isolating because sometimes i would just love to go next door and be with a cousin totally. and chill out totally. right like yeah. if you live next door that would just be oh amazing God, right, right? <laughs> it's just be hanging all the time it's like yeah. what are you doing kate coming over for breakfast coming over yeah. for coffee yeah. right you know if the um, unit above you ever sells i yeah. need to know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that sense of community right because yeah. for the vast majority of of society they don't know their neighbors. They don't yeah. know their street. They yeah. don't know whatever, right? So, like, there's just you and your household. Mm-hmm. And, of course, your friends that will come over every now and then. But in, in the community, it's so different. It's because you know everybody. Exactly. You know You know 50 to 100 people. Easily. You're saying hello to, hugging, yeah. I love you, hello, yeah. how's it going? And they know about your life and you know about their lives, exactly. right? Exactly. There's such a visceral part of relationship. And it's only natural that within those deeper, more connected relationships, you know Probably a little bit more than you would like to know. Oh, about yeah, some people. absolutely. And they probably know yeah. like more, yeah. more than you think, yeah. too. Or you've so... done some of those crazy and deeply <laughs> embarrassing things with them. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. And then so, and that creates such an interesting dynamic for, yeah. for relationships. And so it, it kind of goes all over the place. So, But that's where I envy living on reserve because sometimes I do miss mm. it. Like I miss 
having that sense of community, that sense of connection, mm-hmm. security too. Because even as an adult, sometimes I feel more secure and sometimes I crave the security of yeah. knowing who your neighbors are. Yeah. And knowing if you go away on vacation or something, it's like, you know, exactly. there's a whole community that's got your back and being like, yeah. someone's yeah. so parked in your driveway. I used to get those text yeah. messages or exactly. phone calls when right. I had somebody coming over to visit and they're like, half an hour early or something and I wasn't home he's yeah. like um get a text message from my aunt somebody's yeah. seen you parking your driveway do you want me to go talk to them <laughs> yeah. no that's yeah. my company they're just yeah. half an hour early and I'm not back yet yeah. from grocery shopping <laughs> they know the door's open they can go in exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing is um having remembering to lock the door oh my god yes that's yeah. the thing right yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah I mean for the house I grew up in it's a bit of a different story but um yeah, up until a certain point in the early 2000s, kind of nearing 2010s, um, we didn't lock the door. Mm-hmm. And then there was a serious incident, and then we started locking the door after that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, remembering to lock the door. Yeah. Such a hard thing. And was... the amount of times that Vera's locked me out of my own house. <laughs> <laughs> like, honey, I'm just going to take the garbage out. Go and take the garbage out. I'm gone for eight seconds and the door is locked. I'm like, can you let me in? <laughs> I didn't take my keys to the garbage can <laughs> that you can see from the front door. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That was so much like our, our community too. Like our family, like we would just like the door was unlocked mm-hmm. even in all hours of the night. Like we would go to sleep without the door even being locked. Yep. Um, and then of course there's like, you know, when you're, I remember too, this was early, early. I don't see this happening anymore in Mm. any of my, my families is, you know, you just do the, and then open the door and say, hello, right? Like just invite yourself in. That's that's what I was going to do here, but I was like, (laughs) it's a little city. Yeah. (laughs) You can totally do it. Yeah. Just like knock and come in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, cause that was the thing. And another thing we used to do is we, we don't do this anymore, (laughs) but we used to leave our keys in the car. Yes. Overnight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, cause again, such the security. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when my partner and I first got together, it was like, she's like, well, where are your keys? I'm like, in the car. Yeah. Right? Because she was going to go move the car for company. And then she's like, your keys are in the car. Right. I'm like, yeah, in the cup holder where they are all the time. Yeah. And I remember that. I was like, it's just so convenient. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. No, I can't, I, I can't imagine, um, learning and knowing and understanding why the res is the way it is mm-hmm. without leaving it. There's no way. No. 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 And I, I don't think you can really gain that perspective um, mm. unless you have the opportunity to live off a surf. Now, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I can't say that's right for everybody. Yeah. But um, I know for you and I in particular, I think that's... We wouldn't have learned what we what we did if we stayed no. on reserve. No. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a different dynamic of being indigenous and surviving in a non-indigenous yeah. world, yeah. you question everything. It mm-hmm. reminds you of your strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this, just a, this whole alleviated, I don't know what it, it is. There's just a lot that goes along with it when, yeah. when you leave. It was a huge learning. Absolutely. And it's all this yeah. like internal growth that has to happen in your mind and your body and your own confidence in yourself that you don't have as much support. You don't have as much reliance mm-hmm. on, on people. You have to figure things out, right? Yeah, yeah, we exactly. We have to figure out property taxes. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. And just... Or yeah. I got my drill bit stuck in my drill. How <laughs> do um, I get it out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. I look for uh, a balance, because um, yeah. we still, we go to, I go to 
the, the reserve to visit family like every other day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and hope to one day go back yeah. and have a house yeah and have property on and yeah. off the yeah. reserve for that right? healthy, happy balance yeah yeah because that's that's possible for us so yeah yeah um at this point i i feel like 99.8 percent of like i would never go back Mm. Um, I just don't feel like the energetic safety is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the place in where we live now, there's so much peace. There's so much um, room for for air, and not really having to worry if. Um, you have a friend over and someone doesn't recognize your car, like or their car or whatever. Mm. Um, I do have a bit of that community with a, a, a few of our neighbors where we are now. Yeah. Um, and I feel very lucky to have that. Um, and they've become safe people. Mm. Unfortunately, most of the people in the reserve aren't safe mm. for me, especially mental health wise, energy wise. And, Fair enough. Like we're we're in two very different parts of life and healing, and mm-hmm. I just can't see myself going back. Yeah. Um, I know we'll have a house there, um, as an inheritance, but what we're going to use it for, I have no idea. Mm. Because I I don't think myself or my sibling would want to be on the reserve, mm. mm-hmm. unless it's like, I don't know, sixty years from now. Yeah. <laughs> But what yeah. a what a privilege it is though to have that choice though, yeah. right? Because yeah. so for so many it's not a choice, right? Yeah. That they yeah. and I know that that's some um, for so many of my my family members, like nieces and nephews of mine, that mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. it will never be in their opportunity to. Yeah. And exactly. I think we're very we're yeah. very fortunate to have that that choice. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. me it's it's proximity to um people that have helped raise me yeah. that are now becoming elders. Right. And there's a lot of elders that are really clo- close to my heart, too, yeah. that I would just love yeah. to be there to help take care of them and their yeah. elderhood. and Because like, they help raise me. Yeah. And it's only a natural part of our culture is that exactly. when now when the time comes, yeah. is I want to make sure that they're close. Because yeah. I do feel like there's this thing, too, because the community that you and I both come from, we're like, we have municipal encroachment. Yeah. Meaning that the municipalities are growing and one day will be right up against us. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it makes urban life and city life more appealing to future generations right yeah yeah and so <laughs> we can't have all of our young ones leaving all the el- yeah, aging elders right? on, on community and and yeah. I'm, i have a blessed enough life where i'm fortunate enough to go back with resources and time to be able to yeah. support yeah. the ones who help raise me but I also just access to the territory to the water and the fishing and yeah. you know yeah. those kinds of things yeah ceremonies Definitely. those kinds of things yeah I miss. yeah, yeah I d- we didn't really have that uh like if we were partaking in ceremony it was uh, on someone else's reserve. Mm. It was never our reserve. Mm. Um, and I think that's just the family dynamic that we have there. Yeah. Uh, the most, most of the people on that reserve are descendants of my grandparents mm. and that's it. Mm. So it's not like it's a family, family. It's a family yeah, reserve. It's one family reserve. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're not part of those descendants, then it's weird if, if you yeah. want to live there or move there. Yeah. And I don't know of anybody that is, like, from another reserve yeah. within our community that wants yeah. to move to ours. Yeah. And and vice versa. 
Right. Yeah. Unless yeah. someone is hooking up with a cousin yeah. and they move, right? <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, but I yeah. it's that's such a point, though, is because, like, no two reserves are the same. No. No. A lot of similarities, a lot of commonalities. So I think, imagine yeah. a lot of indigenous people oh, <laughs> listening absolutely. to us right now yeah. are like, yep. Totally yep, get it. <laughs> get that one. Yep. That's yeah. Tot- yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many commonalities, but it's it's also the dynamics are, are, are so different, too. Mm-hmm. And but it's funny because, like, when I go visit other reserves, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we have one of those. We have one of those. Yeah. We got one of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when relatives show up, too, I'm like, I have one of those relatives. I have one of yeah, those Yeah, exactly. You look like my uncle. Right? <laughs> you look like my aunt. Yeah. yeah. I met an elder uh, a couple weeks ago that looked like um, one of the, the older people in our in my community mm-hmm. or, like, in my reserve. Mm-hmm. So we're from the same community, but there's different reserves. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, so one of the elder older people from from our reserves. I hate to say elder because I don't know what they identify, identify as. Yeah. So an, a senior, um, and the the two looked alike. But the elder I met, she was from Haida Gwaii or Bella Bella. I can't remember. Mm. But she was just a spitfire. Mm. Definitely, her personality was completely different from this elder. Like she mm. was dropping the f bomb in oh front of everybody. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So you see people out and about that are like oh yeah you're you're this type of res personality you're that type of res personality right yeah, yeah. um and you know I, I feel like I've been typecast into because I'm white passing therefore I'm mostly white mm. I feel like I've been treated that way by a lot of mm. other indigenous people family to complete strangers um that I I don't have those so-called res experiences or that res knowledge of, you know, don't don't go near that auntie because <laughs> she will tattletale on you that you were doing drugs or whatever. Um, or beware of that one. That one might wear tinfoil. <laughs> you know, just, just those other random things that are unique in our communities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some, some of what we might label as stereotypes, but culturally appropriate stereotypes for us nowadays, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely those experiences that I, I do find with other Indigenous people mm-hmm. in my career and oh, daily yeah, yeah, life yeah. And, yeah. and that. What is your res personality? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in development. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Candace, even oh, a year ago, very different person. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm getting a little more spicy and a little more... Do you feel like it's like the age we're in? Like the, yeah, that number age mm-hmm. or the life phase we're in? Or is it like in the development we're in where... Well, you and I left the reserve at different times. Because you were 26. I was like in yeah. my 30s when I left. Right. Yeah. So you've been... It's, it has to be our age. I think so. I think so. And then... Um, and our identity. And the age of social media yes. feeling influenced and empowered to be okay with being a bit spicy or having an opinion and yeah. enforcing a boundary did you feel like you didn't have that as a younger adult or even a youth no not at all me either no no absolutely not like because when because yeah. one of the things that <laughs> we both have in common is working in the school district yeah as a young person, because I was 19 when I was hired to go work in schools to support indigenous children in India, yeah. I did not feel like I had a voice. Yeah. I didn't feel like I could be spicy. 
I just had to survive and conform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get more sassy and I get more spicy in exactly. my old years. And it's getting worse. And I feel like yeah. it's getting momentum too. Because yeah. I'm like, now I'm just like, yeah. screw this, F that. Like, right? I'm just like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, and I, I'm finding I'm, that's more not just to do with being indigenous. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like there's certain things that I want to say to people. And I've said this to my spouse a couple times now. It's like, I don't know if I can hold my tongue around mm-hmm. that person. Because they are a douche canoe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've lost the ability to put a cork in it and shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So maybe it is uh, a 30, uh, an, an 86 well, we're, thing. We're, yeah, well, maybe it's an elderly millennial thing. <laughs> elderly millennial <laughs> thing? Sure. <laughs> it could be that too. There's like a whole host of yeah. uh, factors here. Yeah. But I feel that too. I'm like... And I love that, that we have that in common. Yeah. It's like that, that getting spicier and more audacious to be ourselves. I always say I love being unapologetically indigenous Mm -hmm. because I spent so much time in my life being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm done. I'm done being sorry. So I'm living now for being unapologetically indigenous. Yeah. That's a good, good Mm -hmm. one. Definitely something that I should start working on a bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm. And feeling okay with, okay, yeah, my opinion's going to make someone mad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oopsies. Yeah. Well, I think we talked a lot. We did. That was a really good conversation. That though. was. <laughs> um, I can't remember what we have on... Our next episode. Our next episode, but I guarantee you, it'll be a wee bit spicy, probably a wee bit resy. Just a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the next episode. Bye.